Hey, outlaws. Happy January. Happy Thursday. Welcome to 2022. This is our first episode of the year. And we are going to start the year off by reflecting together. Taking a look back at 2021, I want to share with you some of the intentions that I had for the past 12 months, goals I set for myself and my business, projects that I wanted to work on, and there were so many things that I thought that I was going to do or thought that I wanted to do, and inevitably I didn't because they were not the right things for me. But there were also some really hard moments in 2021. There were some challenges for me in my business. And I want to share that with you as well. I want to share with you those challenges, but also the lessons that I took from them, because I think that's really, really important. And there are some really positive lessons from, you know, in hindsight, looking back, from this past year, even through the roller coaster of emotions that I experienced in my business. So we're going to start this year off by, by looking back, taking some time to just reflect. I know that for me, I have been spending the last three or four weeks really thinking about everything that I've experienced this year and then using that to decide how I want to run and lead my business into 2022. So without further ado, let's get into episode 58. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks. Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry. We'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, self-published author, mentor, and storyteller. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business. So... Are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so it's safe to say that 2021, well, it didn't disappoint. (laughs) Um, But I want to take you back to December of 2020 because December of 2020, my family and I were recovering from covid We had caught COVID and had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, And off the back of that, I kind of thrust us into the Christmas spirit. And 
I was also hyper aware of how burnt out I was. I was hyper aware of my business being overwhelming. I was running a small agency, something I had not intended to do. I felt like I did not have any time for my own business. And I really was disconnected from who I was and who I am. And I had made the decision to drop a client um, early in December because I wanted to head into 2021 with more time available because I had planned to publish the Outlaw Journal. And at the same time, I felt really disconnected from the work I was doing. Now, I actually like marketing. I really enjoy, well, I really enjoy certain aspects of it. I really enjoy caption writing. I really enjoy putting together graphics. I don't enjoy necessarily the the more analytical part of it. That's not necessarily where I thrive, but it is sometimes part of the process. But I realized that there is a huge amount of expectation when you are offering services. And one of the lessons that I took from my experience of running an agency is that it's really easy to know that you can do something and agree to it, (laughs) even if it's not what you originally planned. And so my original plan for my services was to offer content repurposing. So people would come to me with content they already had. They were established bloggers. They had lots of content. They probably enjoyed writing content, but they didn't have time to get all the pieces together. They didn't have time to make sure it was um, suitable for each platform. And I would do that. And throughout 2020, I only actually had two or three clients who fit that, that specific offer. I had a lot of people come to me with content and then tell me that their brands were completely changing and the content would no longer be relevant. So (laughs) one of the big lessons I learned from all of this is A, to ask better questions, B, to say no. And um, I also realized that as a business owner, it is really our responsibility to understand our branding and to understand who we're speaking to, and to realize that marketing is not a band-aid for those things. And that's something that is really hard because it feels like it's very stereotypical of the online business world. But I'm the first to admit that client avatars, the traditional ones are bullshit on ice. They're really hard. And if you don't fit into that, either you don't fit into that or your clients don't fit into that, it's really hard to figure out who your ideal client is. And my suggestion there is to really lean into their stories, your stories, and just focus on how they feel. That's something that I've definitely been doing over the last year and a half is really focusing on how my people feel, how my community feels. And I use my own feelings as a guide for that. Because if I'm feeling emotionally exhausted, or if I have like 2021 fatigue, right? If I'm feeling that way, there's a good chance my people are as well. And of course, I can gauge that by having a conversation about it publicly in my marketing and see if people are saying, yeah, that's the same. I feel the same way. And that 
can help you to gauge, right, like a temperature of where people are at in terms of how they're also feeling. It really helps us to tap into our intuition and helps us answer that question of, should I post this? Should I launch this right now? So I had got rid of this client. I was recovering from COVID. I was fully in the festive spirit as much as I could be. And I had decided that I was going to start mentoring. I had this idea for a mentorship. It was called The Outlaws. We were going to launch it in January of 2021. And then 2021 showed up and was just the most 2020 (laughs) first week of January that we really could have envisioned. And within a couple of weeks, I was exhausted the launch was, well, it sucked. And I knew very quickly in my bones that it was not the right time. I sat down and had the heavy conversation with myself. Am I being defeatist? Am I sabotaging this? I knew I wasn't. I knew it wasn't the right time. Again, I came back to, you know, am I in a position to hire a coach right now? Would I trust anybody right now? Is this something I would need or want? And I just felt uncertain of whether it was the right thing at the right time. So I went through the launch. I took it for what it was. I definitely had a pity party. I spoke to my team and I said, look, we're just going to put a pin in it. And I shifted focus and started to look at self-publishing. I had joined Publish With Purpose, which is a program by Sarah Steckler. I will link to this in the show notes. I do have an affiliate link. So if you decide to join Publish for Purpose, if that's something that you want to do in 2022 to self-publish a planner, journal, or book, Sarah is an absolute expert on this. She gives so much guidance and support with self-publishing. There is so much support in the community and within the program, and I'll make sure it's linked. But I, I kind of decided to put my energy into that creative project. I knew that this was something I wanted to do. I knew it was something I've wanted to do for years. And that is where I put my focus. And I ended up publishing the Outlaw Journal in April. It was incredible. It was such a great experience from everything. And I've, I've talked about my launch process before, and I will do another episode on that probably this year as it evolves. But it's really been the most enjoyable launches of my career. And my business is turning seven years old today. Right. Happy birthday to MelanieKnights.com. But we're turning seven today. And it was the first time I've enjoyed launches in that period of time. The launches I used to do were horrific. So... I decided to launch the Outlaw Journal in April, and at the same time, my biggest client had to close her business, or she decided to close her business, I should say. It kind of came out of nowhere. I, we were in conversation of renewing the contract when all of a sudden she decided to close her business, which of course meant that I was losing that contract. We would not be working together anymore. And I did not have any other clients. I didn't have anybody else in the background. I had no wait list. I had not been marketing my client work. 
And in hindsight, looking back, I know that that's because I really didn't want to be doing client work. I didn't want so much of my time being dictated by others and being spent on other people's businesses. However much I love aspects of that work, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to slow down. Now, it's not to say that when this happened, I didn't completely freak out. I spent at least a week miserable. I was just in complete panic because I didn't know what to do. I mean, I felt like I didn't know what to do. I had to, I'm I'm thinking I have to pay my team. I've got to figure out what's, what can I, what can I afford to keep doing? What do I want to do next? What work, you know, where is my next income coming from? And also the other thing I really wanted to focus on was I'm not doing this again, right? I do not want to be in this position again. So what can I do to prevent this from happening? And I've talked about this before in the show, but what gradually happened was I built in multiple streams of income. So I wasn't reliant on one source. But very quickly, I put my ego aside had the difficult conversations with my team. We had to shift contracts. We had to reduce hours. Of course, everyone was very understanding because we're all in business together. Um, But I just hated it. I hated the feeling. So despite all of that, the Outlaw Journal launch went pretty well (laughs) going through this really stressful time, but it still went really well. It was a really big success and I loved it publishing it. I loved creating it. It has been so much fun. And I kind of came out of all of this thinking, what the hell am I going to do with all this time? Because I was very quickly going to have a lot of time on my hands. Um, And of course, I filled it really easily. But at the same time, I saw this as an opportunity to A, slow down, but B, work on some of the things that I had not been doing. And so... I really spent some time looking at my business overall, looking at the work I was doing. I decided to take what was the Outlaws Mentorship and I created the Outlaw Collective. You've probably heard me talk about the Outlaw Collective here before. And it was the most, it was the simplest marketing I've ever done because I turned around and just said, look, you know what? I want to create this community. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a new moon circle, a full moon circle, a journaling session. These are the kind of conversations, you know, we're going to be open to having, but I don't really know what it's going to look like in six months time or where it's going to go. But if you want to come on this journey with me, here's the link. And within a couple of months, I had five people join. I was like, well, that was easy. And the Outlaw Collective is and has been and continues to be the most inspirational part of my business. One of the reasons is because community is so important to me. I've talked about this before, but community is a core value of mine and my business. And because I believe, especially as business owners and as female identifying business owners, we need to have these conversations, these conversations that are not always available in public spaces these conversations that you may not be able to have with people who know you in, quote, real life. So you will never see me launch the Outlaw Collective in a traditional sense. Um, I made the decision this autumn that it is only for people who have worked with me in some capacity before, because 
for me, that decision came from how important it is to keep the space sacred. And I don't use that word lightly. This community in this space is for those really difficult conversations. We have a lot of intense conversations. People bear their soul. They talk about the things that they're really struggling with. And we know that business and or personal and professional life, you know, they don't work in isolation. These things happen together. And so there are conversations, there are tears, there is laughing, there is high fives and excitement. It is incredible. And so for that reason, I need to know that the people coming into the community understand the participation and the importance. We're not in there 24-7. I don't have any expectation of anybody else to post on a daily basis. I don't post on a daily basis. I check it every few days. I get notifications, obviously. (laughs) But it is this place for deep connection. And it's a place where people know they can come to and ask those questions. So the Outlaw Collective, really, (laughs) it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, Which I think is a really interesting thing to say when so much of online business is focused on creating something for your audience. What do they want? Well, I knew that I needed this space. And everyone inside also knows that they need that space. They needed that place they could come to. Even, you know, I have recently joined um, The Awakening, hosted by my coach, Ashley Looker. And it's a journaling membership or community. And I've joined that because for me, sometimes I need that outside perspective. I can come up with journal prompts, but it's not always easy for me to answer my own journal prompts. And so I will look for those people who I can really trust and be part of their communities as well. So I created the Outlaw Collective early summer, and that has just been an incredible part of my business. I started doing graphic design work for a friend who also has a marketing agency. I kind of, I took that off of her plate, allowing her to really grow her business and her business has gone from strength, gone from strength to strength. And that was really also really interesting because I never thought even though I knew I could do it, I never thought about offering that as part of my business because I had a bit of a story that I'm not a graphic designer. She's frequently told me to stop saying that because she tells her clients that I am. <laughs> and I'm more than capable of doing the job. But in my head, a graphic designer has to have a degree. So that's a story I've had to rewrite this year. So I started doing graphic design work. That allowed me to really embrace some creative side and experiment and get to work with all different types of businesses, which is really fun. I have the Outlaw Collective. I published the Lunar Journal. And then in September, I started doing some freelance work. And the freelance work has been really interesting um, because this client gives me the opportunity to work on lots of different projects for different clients through their agency. So at this point, as I'm recording this, I've probably worked on three or four different accounts doing all sorts of different things from graphic design to brand, um, brand statements to brand guidelines, to caption writing, to marketing plans. Uh, most recently I've been doing a like 
Google Analytics and that kind of thing. So it's a real mixed bag of what I get to do. And that suits my personality because working just on one thing repeatedly, I think I get bored really quickly. So I really have enjoyed this and continue to enjoy it. And I think the thing that's really interesting as well is I keep saying to myself, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, which I think is really positive. So, you know, that gives you a little bit of an idea of how I kind of came out of my marketing agency with no clients. And I've made that all sound really simple. I've made it sound like it was this like flawless journey that things just fell into my lap. And that was not the case. Um, After I ended that contract with my client or my client closed her business, I was panicked and I applied for a number of jobs, like employed jobs locally in marketing and social media. I had to put together my CV. I was sending out CVs and I actually got an interview for one of the positions. One of the things I realized really quickly, which was really good for me because (laughs) I definitely experience self-doubt and I experience a lack of confidence in myself frequently. I realized that I was overqualified for a lot of these positions, that my experience of running a business and marketing my own business and running a marketing agency for that length of time matched, if did not exceed, a marketing degree because I had the experience of doing the job. Um, But I also realized really quickly that taking on a full-time employed position was not the right thing for me. There isn't a lot of part-time marketing work, at least not advertised. And, you know, social media management and marketing is really, seems to be, there's a lot available, but it also seems to be a really highly populated industry, which doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, But I just knew there was part of me that knew that working full-time in an employed role was not the right path for me. I wouldn't be able to focus on my business. I would have to completely change our day-to-day routine as a family because we, for seven years, I have worked from home. I take my kid to school. I pick him up. I'm, you know, I'm available. All of a sudden, we'd have to change all of that. And that felt, I thought there has to be another way. I applied for positions through online businesses. I did, there was lots of different things that I put myself forward for. Some of them I didn't hear back from, some of them I didn't get. But ultimately, I knew that I was kind of, I felt like I was Goldilocks. I was looking for the thing that was just right. And so when this freelancing position became available in September, um, I was so happy because it is just exactly what I needed. It's not full time. I can work from home. They're really accommodating with my schedule and just a great team of people. So yes, it sounds like it was a really straightforward journey from having no work to suddenly having this job or this freelancing position, but that's not the case. And it was a few months, um, of really, you know, having to cut back, really having to cut back on my business. And that was such a stark contrast from 2020 where things were just kind of going up and up and up so quickly 
that I felt like I couldn't catch up. It was like everything was running in front of me and I just couldn't catch and they, and it didn't slow down until we kind of almost hit a wall. So the past year has definitely been a roller coaster of emotions. 2021 did not disappoint. <laughs> but there's also been some really amazing things. We launched the Outlaw Journal, the Outlaw Collective. I started hosting new moon circles at the beginning of the year, and I was so scared to do that. I really was like, oh, I can't do this. Who's going to come? I've been doing it for a year. It's been incredible. I love it. Um, and most recently, I published Planning by the Moon. And Planning by the Moon, I just, every time I think about it, I smile. It's just the most beautiful planner. And I've said this before, I wanted to create a planner for years. I've wanted to create something that really embraced business owners, but without overcomplicating it, without assuming that you're running like a multiple seven-figure business. You know, there are business owners who are looking to build a corporation to the point that one day they might sell it to somebody else. But that for me is not why I do it. I don't want other people running my business. I want to run my business. I want to be involved. And that's just who I am. And I think many of you feel the same that, yeah, sure, we're not going to turn down a six-figure launch or a six-figure year or seven figures or whatever money amount of money it is that we want. But I think most of us really, we want to be involved in the business. That's why we do it. We do it because we enjoy it. We do it because we want to be a part of it. So Planning by the Moon has been just the most beautiful journey and I think was the most amazing way for me to end that year. It really felt like it brought me full circle. I started out the year hosting a new moon circle. I actually called it a new year circle because I was really scared to call it a new moon circle because I had a bit of imposter syndrome. And then to end the year with a planner that uses the moon cycle feels like such a full full cycle, right? It feels like such a full cycle to come from that fear and that imposter syndrome all the way through everything I've experienced to actually saying, you know what, this is something I can do. This is something I know how to do. This is something I've embraced in my business and here's what we can do together. And so as we head into this new year, into 2022, I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything unfolds. We often hear the phrase, what you can expect from me. And I'm not going to say that. I don't want you to have expectations of me right now. And the reason I'm saying that is because I'm not 100% sure that I, I want to, I'm going to want to do everything <laughs> that's on my mind right now. I want to take my time. I want to figure out what the next best step is for me, for you, for my business. I know that it's going to be creative. I know that there's going to be more books <laughs> coming. I have a list of things that I want to create um, and publish. So that's definitely going, I know that will definitely happen. But I don't want to restrict by saying, this is what you expect of me. And not that anyone's going to sit there and be like, she's letting us down. Or what happened to this? You said that you were going to do this. Um, but I don't want to put that pressure on myself either. So some of the things that I'm currently 
thinking about. There are a number of books in our future, um, both some more lunar focused and spiritual books. Um, so one of the ideas I have is that I'm working on, it will be a smaller size book. So you may have noticed a lot of the books I've created are kind of that bigger eight by 10 size. I really like a lot of space. <laughs> in my journals and notebooks. But this is going to be a much smaller sized book, probably, I think it's like four by six, something like that. And it's going to be a small kind of companion where you can record your tarot or oracle readings. So I love to do a tarot or oracle reading before I start journaling, or sometimes it's part of my journaling. And I typically just record it in amongst my journal pages. But it would be really nice to create that habit for my, for myself <laughs> to have a place where I could just record those each day. So that's one of the things that I have planned for this year. But more and more over the last, I guess, four or five months, I have been called to my creativity. You've heard me talk about this a lot in the last few weeks. And I know that's something that I have wanted to embrace without realising it for quite some time in terms of physical products. <laughs> um, and physical products in terms of stationery. And stationery related items specifically for business owners, but they will be, they'll be geared towards, towards business owners, but they'll also have connections back to each of the planners, journals, and books that we publish. Um, and to be quite honest, at the moment, this is an idea. I have absolutely no idea where I'm going to start with it, but this is something that has been on my mind, and I've spoken about it, and I've said it out loud to a few people. And so I'm putting it out into the world. <laughs> I'm putting it out into the universe. This is something I want to do at least start this year. So there'll be lots of research happening in the coming weeks for me. And before we end this episode, I wanted to go back to the words that I laid out. I'm looking at my vision board from 2020. Well, I did it in 2020, but for 2021. And um, my words for this year, were, or last year, sorry, were expansive visibility. And there was a lot of times throughout the year where I was thinking, I'm not expansive enough. I'm not visible enough. This isn't, this is not me being visible. This is not me being expansive. This doesn't feel like I'm doing enough. And I realized towards the end of the year that this was really more about my expectation and how I interpret expansive visibility. Because for me, when I look back at the past year, what's really happened is I've expanded my interests. I've fully expressed myself in a way that I hadn't done before, hadn't done for years. I've done that through my business. I've also allowed myself to be more visible, but on my own terms. Visibility, I think, has so much weight to it. I think it's something that can feel really scary, especially in the online space, especially because there are people out there who are just really complete assholes and want to do shitty things online. 
and want to say shitty things and want to treat people like shit. And so because of that, it can be really scary to put ourselves out there online, to share those parts of us. And so for me, visibility has always felt like something I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be more visible, but I'm not sure I want to be because what if someone does something really horrible to me or threatens me or or takes me or misunderstands me, takes something I've said in the wrong way or misunderstands me. And that's something I've had to work through. It's something I've had to accept. There's always going to people be people that misunderstand me. At the time of recording this, I've had this experience just recently on Instagram. Somebody completely misunderstood or misinterpreted or whatever you want to say, an episode, a conversation, a post. Everyone else in the thread was really excited for the conversation, for the for the interview. And I'll be honest with you, I read that comment probably like 50 times. And my podcast manager was like, I've read it like over and over again. And I just had to be okay with it. I had to be okay with the fact that I'm doing what I know is right. The conversations we're having are conversations we don't typically see in the online space. And there are going to be people that are uncomfortable. There are going to be people who are uncomfortable by having conversations about thin privilege. There are going to be conversations about racism. We're going to talk about white privilege. We're going to talk about all these different aspects of business. Because business is not just about being a, quote, a girl boss. And to me, that's the expansive part, is bringing the conversations to this forum, to this platform, to having these conversations with you and inviting you to have these conversations in your own communities. Because I just don't think that we can sit here and say that online business is linear or that it looks a certain way or that there's one way to do it. I just don't believe that to be true. It's never been true, but it's certainly not true anymore. And so for me, when I look at expansive visibility and I think back to the past year, that visibility piece wasn't what I thought. It wasn't about being visible. It wasn't about growing these massive amounts of numbers in my business because that's not really what I do or why I do it. It's not really aligned. It was about being more visible on my own terms. And slowly but surely, we have grown this community, right? We've grown our Instagram platform. We only started the Entrepreneurial Outlaws Instagram, I think in February or March, And it's been slow, but it's okay. Like, I don't need it to be millions of people. It really doesn't matter. Because knowing that you show up each week and listen and get something from these episodes, that's my job. That's that's the reason I do it. So that's cool. And in terms of expansion, well, I've definitely expanded into areas of my professional life. I didn't know I wanted to be. You know, if you'd said to me a year ago, you're going to start a product-based business, I would have been like, no, I'm not. Don't be crazy. Um, and I don't think I would have realized that I'd be spending so much time working in my journals and my planners and sharing so much of that kind of content with you. But I am, and it feels amazing. And there's, it's had a great response. So we're going to keep going. So my word 
for 2022. I've thought long and hard about what that word is going to be. And my word is going to be nourish. Nourish. My word for 2022 is nourish. Now, by the time this airs, I may have come up with other words as well that really encompass how I want to feel. But at the time of recording this, nourish is a really important word to me. I want to feel nourished. I want to be able to nourish myself in, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically. I want to be able to do that personally and professionally. I want to embrace what it means for me to feel nourished. And yeah, that feels, I mean, it feels delicious. (laughs) It feels really yummy. It feels really cozy. It feels like something I can really get on board with this year. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out and unfolds in 2022. And I would absolutely love it if you would come over to Instagram or, you know what, send me an email. I don't mind how you want to reach out, but I would love to know what your words are for 2022, what your intentions are, what you're working on, what you're looking forward to. Um, I would, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the potential of being able to leave the country at some point. Um, I'm looking forward to going to a concert again. That's not something I've done yet. And rapidly concerts are getting cancelled again here. So yeah, those are things that I'm looking forward to, but I'm also really cautious for both of those things. It feels really weird after two years. So that is it for our first episode of 2022. I hope that we're going to get into next week and we're all going to know what day it is. It's all going to be fine. (laughs) We're all going to know what day it is again. I hope that 2021 has served you well. I hope that you're able to see the, the wins, the successes, the things that you have done really, really well, even if you have experienced some really shitty times. And I want you to hold on to those strengths. I want you to hold on to the things that are really positive about the past year, because it still continues to be really hard. And I know that when we are experiencing stress or anxiety or fear or whatever it is, any kind of negative emotional feeling, it can feel like it's never going to end. But I want you to remember that, you know, we can work through those things. Um, Some things take longer than others, but there are things that you have done in the past year that are amazing, that are absolutely incredible. Things that you probably didn't realise that you could do or that you even wanted to do a year before, but you've done them anyway. So high fives to you, virtual hugs, all of those things. And um, I'm so excited to go on this journey with you into the next 12 months and beyond. As always, feel free to come over to Instagram, carry on these conversations, deepen the conversations over there. We share three posts a week about each episode and um and I'm always sharing on stories as well things that are really interesting so make sure you come over and follow us and as it is a new year um if you have loved today's episode and or and or continue to love this show 
please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss an episode when they air every Thursday. But also take a moment to head over to your podcast player and leave a five-star rating and review. It means so much because it really does allow us to get this podcast into the hands or ears, I should say, of more people, more business owners who need to know that they are not the only ones who are looking for these conversations and spaces. And um, yeah, it is, it's going to be a wild ride, I'm sure. (laughs) And I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much for listening in to episode 58. I'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.